0: On round one today, Robert Turner is here, News Talk 1010 personality and pundit, Amanda Galbraith, principal at Navigator and host of Free for All Fridays, and Toronto City Councilor and Budget Chief Shelley Carroll is here. I don't want to relitigate the whole budget all over again, but yesterday was a busy, busy day. It was a big day, yes. It wrapped up with uh, council asking, by a fairly sizable vote, uh, the province to allow you to have a sales tax. Do you, is there any sign from Queen's Park you're going to get that?
1: Yeah. Well, they, they they keep saying that affordability is their issue, and and we hope that that means we will have a conversation, because affordability is the issue for the city as well. Um, the problem is uh, relying wholly on property tax, which has nothing to do with your income, isn't affordable in the long run. And this is about the long run, not the 2024 budget. It's about the next 20 years. So what we've directed staff to do is to now begin the work, because there's detailed work to do on all of the the revenue tools that we do have permission to do before we finally decide, but also to begin the advocacy and negotiation. It will be a negotiation with the province.
0: And can you give us an impression of sort of the tenor of things and how they unfolded yesterday? I guess this council is kind of under a new mayor is kind of falling into place and you begin to know who's going to vote for what, who's going to be trouble, who's, who's changing their demeanor whatever. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it's uh, it really was put to the test yesterday. So there was a two-thirds vote on a pretty big and controversial item, and so that's support for staff and, and more importantly, support for Mayor Chow, who worked this uh, long-term financial pan- plan pretty hard. Some of her former candidates were either quiet or noisy. Uh, uh, Councillor Bradford uh, sort of positioned himself against it as if the rest of us aren't financially responsible. But in fact, most of the... Counselors who who were in the two thirds majority also moved motions about financial responsibility. So, uh, I, you know, I think I think we have more in common than than we have differences. And and uh, um, you know, he seemed to be looking for what is the difference, and and I will represent it. And uh, and then there were others who are just as they've always been in all their years in office, just plain nervous whenever something is controversial and complex to explain. Do you, okay. do you think there's a
2: hope that the province is going to say yes to a sales tax? Cause if you do, you're the only one.
1: Well, you know what? I- I think uh, uh, there are some reasonable people there. I have great admiration for, for Minister of Finance uh, uh, Bethlen Falvey. And I think what they need to hear from us is what are the responsibility pieces? What are the po- the policies that would be wrapped around this? But we took the first step in stepping up and saying, we are the askers for this, this power. And so let us have an exchange of ideas. What are things we're always asking you for that we would stop asking you for if we rearrange? Our fiscal formula. I think I think there are some pretty smart people in that caucus who would like to have that conversation.
0: Well, and also they wouldn't have to wear it. Really, they could say, "Well, we allowed the city of Toronto to increase your taxes, so it's not really on us."
1: Yeah, we, we're but, stepping but we just up. But affordability this is, what is we the need.
0: issue. You're going to try and sell people that making
2: everything more expensive is going to help them on the <laughs> affordability front. Like I, I look, I, Robert. I, I, I Robert, want to see the flow charts. I the don't know average how that works.
1: homeowner is paying probably about five hundred a month to pay their property taxes. Which which is their house and education tax. We're looking at if we continue to rely on that tool, but we continue to see the city's backlog grow and people moving into the city and all wanting services and intent services at that. We're seeing that 500 a month become 1000 a month over a few years' time. I don't think that's affordable.
0: Uh, Amanda, did you want to weigh in? I feel like we've been talking about taxes forever, but I don't want to jump to another topic without giving you a chance.
3: I mean, the only thing that really frustrates me is I think, you know, they sat candidly, like the counselor sat there, went through and like, here's a list of all the taxes we're going to increase. I would really love us to take a look at what we do as a city and what makes sense. Why do we own a zoo? Why do we own ski hills? Why do we own golf courses? Like, those are all things that are like, I would rather you pick up my garbage, which by the way, the bin out front of my condo building is overflowing as it always is. So I just think, you know, down University Avenue, it looks like, like a derelict wasteland because we don't have the fat like it just there's basics here that we're not doing and instead we're in a whole bunch of other places that i don't think we should be so if we talk about like a and the other thing i'm oh, sorry i will stop after yeah, this no, no, the other no. thing that really actually made me mad was I actually thought you know Brad Bradford came with a really reasonable proposal around increasing the exemption for um first time home buyers from 400,000 to the average price of a condo in the city which is 700,000 and they said no. So I don't know how you talk about affordability and we don't actually look what does 400,000 get you in like a parking spot. Like I just think it's I think it's talking out of two sides of your mouth. And as a as a citizen, like I'm fine to pay more if I get more, but I don't want to pay for ski hills and golf courses.
1: Just a quick correction: didn't say no altogether. We we said staff come back with the financial impact of raising the bar for land transfer tax and find the the the, the bar that balances out with the the graduated uh, uh, tax revenue that we we voted to bring in for homes of ten million or more.
0: The federal conservatives begin a convention today in Quebec City and they must be feeling good. The polling numbers are great. and As a matter of fact, the latest numbers show millennials increasingly favor the Conservatives. And lest anybody think that millennials are those office interns fetching you coffee fresh out of university, they're now late 20s, uh, early 40s, which I think covers you, Amanda Galbraith, if I remember the last birthday I was at.
3: Indeed it does. Indeed it does. These are my brethren now. We are old. Um, (laughs) It's dinner. My, My partner and I are trying to make dinner reservations for Friday night for, like, my last supper before I go back to work full-time. And some of the availability is, like, 9.30. I'm like, that is too late. Like, <laughs> I cannot go to dinner at 9.30. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, doesn't su- I mean, it doesn't surprise me that my cohort is turning more towards that. I think it surprises me to the degree to which we see this swing. Uh, and I, you know, this poll sort of lays it out, is that the Conservatives have zeroed in, I think, on, like, afford- like housing affordability, being able to buy a house, which... You know, it's it's really hard to do right now for any like like anyway, like that, I, I can't like over like a two million dollar house sort of gets you like your average three bedroom in the city, which is wild to me. Um, so I think that has really borne fruit for them, even though people made fun of Polly for his talk about gatekeepers and all that kind of stuff. I think it's ringing true. Um, so they'll continue to push that. And, uh, you know, I, my only worry is I think they may have peaked. It feels like they peaked a bit early, but uh, we shall see.
0: Could be. Robert Turner, are you a
2: millennial? I was born in 79, so I think I'm just on the cusp. Uh, My wife is, so uh, I'll pretend I'm speaking on her behalf. Uh, Look, I I just, I mean, I think they've they've got a message that they've been able to sell people that seems to be cutting through. Whether it's going to work, whether it's going to maintain itself through an election, um, I don't know. But when the alternative is everything is going to get harder and you've got somebody saying, hey, if we just got the government out of the way, your lives would be better.
1: It's a more appealing message whether it's true or not. Shelly Carroll. I think there's a wake up call for every party in that in that stat. Um, my my daughter's a millennial and and uh, she's really struggling. You know, we talk about we moan about inflation, but she is very struggling with her her three kids as a single mom, and um, she she is surrounded by political conversation. Obviously, my husband and I are always talking about this, and yet. Um, Because she's so struggling, wake-up call for all parties, she feels like her life's not changing enough with with any party. Um, So she tends to vote with, I think I'll send a message, I think I'll just vote for change. And so right now the change would be to vote conservative. New York City has effectively banned
0: Airbnb. The argument is that if you have a standalone condo that you rent out full-time, then nobody can live in there. And in New York, there's about 40,000 of them. Uh, Robert Turner, I'll start with you on this one. Um, I like VRBO and Airbnb, but this new proposal that you would have to go to like a condo where somebody who lives there is in the next bedroom. No, thank you. Yes, yeah, so you'll go back to staying at a hotel,
2: and you'll free yes. up residential properties, which I think is the plan. I mean, yeah. you've got you've got people treating residential properties like they're commercial properties, um, and much like we did with Uber, everybody pretended, "Well, it's an app, so we have no idea how to regulate this." Well, okay, but wh- the transaction's the same, so it it we let this get ahead of it. I, I think everybody's just cracking down after the fact
0: with regulation. Okay, is there a chance, Shelley Carroll, that you know we emulate things in other cities that we might ban Airbnb here?
1: Well, I think we'll be looking very carefully at what happens with this because our own regulations are—we're—we're we're, we're not really doing that great with them, um, despite trying. We what we're—we're we're doing is saying you can't turn a building into a hotel. You can't have 30 units and one person operating them. We're trying to limit the number of units you can register, but chasing down the units that aren't registered is a struggle. Airbnb always says we're—we're we're cooperating. We're helping you know who our hosts are, but tracking—you know how many. Names are they using and how many units do they really own? Because if you're, if you're taking out four floors of a, of a condo and, and just renting them all out, that's a hotel at that point and you're not paying commercial property tax. That's, that's a fairness issue.
0: And back to the model we were talking about, Amanda Galbraith, the idea of staying in a stranger's house like it's a really tiny bed and breakfast is my vision of hell.
3: Yeah, no, I will not be, I don't like, even when I rent Airbnbs, I always look for the whole home. Like I'm not interested in being your weird roommate for two days. So, um, (laughs) nope, no, thank you. I don't need to see you in your underwear getting coffee in the morning. So, um, I think it'll be hotels for me. In New York whenever I can afford to go back there.
0: Uh, TIF begins today, which always launches a bit of an argument about why do we have to turn our city upside down for a bunch of celebrities who are here for 24 hours. Um, but at the same time, and Amanda, I'll start with you because you've coordinated a few events in your lifetime. Um, almost none of the stars are coming this time. So wow, we're left with watching movies.
3: I, I guess we are, but I mean, there's also, there's a big business element to the festival, right? Where people come, they purchase movies, they meet with each other. I've got friends in the in the industry who are not stars, uh, just hardworking folk. And uh, they all come to town um, from various parts of the country in the U.S. Um, so, I mean, I'm a TIFF fan. Like, I will be going to the event then tonight. I try and go to a couple movies every year. Um, I think it just... Uh, It brings a lot of energy to the city, which I think is wonderful. Um, It's also these kind of festivals are what big cities do. So if we want to be a big city, this is what we... I I do agree with you, though. I do find the, um, the street closure to be... Just unambitious uh, as far as what it could be. If they're going to, if I don't like, I'm. If you're going to close down a major street streetcar line, I just think it should be a bit more than what it is.
0: Yeah. Did we have to close King this time, Shelley
1: Carroll? I do, honestly, I don't even know. Isn't that uh, uh, odd? Uh, there, there's been so little talk about it in the in the halls of uh, a city hall because people started downplaying it. I see, kind of see it though as a return to its roots. I just walked by the lineup downstairs from the yeah. station here at uh, uh, the Scotia Theater, which steals and, away another. Lane of traffic, I might add. Yeah, yeah, but you know, no pain, no gain. But you know what? It's it, it's a return to the re- the roots of TIFF. Our our claim to fame was this was the People's Film Festival. It was actually about seeing the movies, which is a little different than Cannes. And uh, and and so to see people, stars or no stars, lined up at seven in the morning for a movie that's not going to start till nine thirty, and and pouring over their programs that that's the beginnings of TIFF so many years ago. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of neat.
0: And Robert Turner, I know that you hang outside the Ritz waiting for Naomi Watts all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I got a, an autograph
0: book I got to get completed. Uh, look, I mean, this is going uh, if, to, if it's good for business,
2: great. Stop closing streets and changing rules just because famous people come here. Like the fact we move bar hours and stuff always irks me. It's like I don't understand why we're only allowed to have certain things happen when the rich and famous come to town. But I, you know, I don't want to be a curmudgeon about it, so you know, enjoy the movies.
1: And for gosh sake, settle with these actors. <laughs> no. that,
2: that would be nice. I, I, don't, I don't have any outstanding deals with them that I have to worry about.
0: <laughs> no, I think we're digging in. The only thing it's going to be good for is possibly Canadian productions are going to be fed down into U.S. streaming operations when they run out of product. Yeah. Okay, thank you all. Good to have you. Amanda Galbraith, Shelley Carroll, Robert Turner.